welcome to another edition of Boom and Bust. I'm your host, Tony Clement, here at the News Forum. We discuss economic analysis, business news, and of course, the future of our country. The News Forum quietly launched last month the new Right of Center Canadian News specialty channel that counts former Conservative Health Minister Tony Clement among its hosts. The News Forum bears little comparison to what we've come to expect from right-of-center outlets like Fox News or the short-lived Sun News Network. While the hosts may ideologically lean to the right, there's no ranting and no sensational slant on stories, but rather civilized discussion. On this episode of Broadcast Dialogue, the podcast, we talk to the News Forum CEO, Taurus Stoutland, on his attempt to both seek balance in a polarized news climate and engage a, quote, broad centre of Canadians without adding to the noise. My name is Taurus Stoutland, and my journey has been a long one, 15, 20 years in various fashions of the broadcast industry, mostly in the uh, compartment of selling paid airtime for various different networks, and that migrated uh, and also done production. We have a uh, had a production company that we have uh, used in order to produce some documentary, talk TV, uh, and uh, biographies over the years, so that's kind of been part of my uh, part of my background. So tell us more about the news forum, its ethos, and who's behind this new specialty channel. Mostly, it's just a group of uh, like-minded people that just uh, felt that uh, there is a progressive polarization in our marketplace, you know, in the news field, and also just in the marketplace and uh, and because of that it actually we we spend less time there on aging uh, in difficult issues and solving difficult issues um, obviously that's more evident probably in the US space and in the Canadian space so an example of that would just be you know in America it's hard to talk about immigration without whether you support a wall uh, to Mexico or not and it kind of ends there where yet, you know, there are 70 million refugees in the world. The entire Western world took in their maximum refugee quota. Uh, you're making a small dent in that number. Now what? What is the conversation, you know, uh, about that? And where's the forum to have that conversation? In the midst of all of the polarization that is pushing forward, we are basically feeling that we need to engage some of these difficult issues but actually demonstrate that, you know, that engagement can be done respectfully. And just because I disagree with you doesn't mean I hate you. Quite the contrary. I may care for you very much and disagree with you. Uh, so you know, the other example of that is, you know, people coming to me and, you know, said to me, well, you know, what matters is, you know, what you say and stuff and tone doesn't matter so much. You know, was that a big deal? And I said, my response to that is always, well, you obviously don't have kids. Uh, because my experience has been that having children, your tone, how you say something and what you say are, are very, both very, very important. And the other thing is obviously that there's this rising, has been this rising irritative that I've seen on various platforms of the fact that if you disagree with me, therefore you are a hater. That's the kind of the first response to it. It's interesting, you know, Jordan Peterson in particular, the kind of came and demonstrated in the marketplace a little bit of how to engage 
with a different point of view, regardless of what it was, but basically from a perspective one like is well thought through engagement and making the point that I disagree with you only doesn't mean I dislike you or hate you. So we're trying to kind of kind of feel the need for that platform for more voices to come onto that platform so that we can actually wrestle some of these difficult issues. And obviously our ideas and thoughts and motivations and inspirations were pre-COVID. So even, you know, during COVID, those aspirations are even greater. You know, we see the need for, you know, a continuation of allowing people to come together to wrestle through tough issues in our country um, and the world for that matter. But so that's the motivation. So tell us more about what your operation looks like. Who holds the license? How many staff you have? The license is held by, by the corporation, uh, the News Forum, and the, the, basically the, the production teams, if you will, probably around 20. And, uh, you know, and we have various contributors and partnerships and people that contribute from various sources. And so, you know, that's the kind of the nuts and bolts of it, if you will. Launch any network, uh, typically, you know, you try to kind of create a, a six hour wheel of original content. So that's kind of the focus right now. And then we expand it from there. So, you know, we really want to kind of to use that as our, you know, as our base. So we have a function that's straight up just news, daily news, international, domestic. Um, we subscribe to CPAP uh, for most of our news content. And then the other shows like Canadian Justice with K.R. Davidson, you know, it's more dealing with things in the justice system that are human rights issues, that are various types of legal issues in our country, examining bills of both federally and provincially on various sides and, and try to kind of dig into the issues. And most of you know, goal here is again to inform Canadians about what's going on and so they can be better informed to make better decisions. Tanya Granick-Allen, counterpoint is, you know, I think her passions are a little bit more in the social kind of dealing a little bit more of the social effect on things and issues happening in society. And then boom and bust with Tony Clement focuses that, that show uh, with his guests and panels, uh, mostly on things that are industry, international trade, business, banking, and technology. So summarizes probably most of what our focus is, you know, right out of the gate. I want to come back to that, but I'm still interested in, you know, your business model. It's a difficult time to be an ad-supported broadcast entity. What is your business model and who's the money behind the news forum? It's just a group of, group of people that felt that, you know, they wanted to uh, make a difference and felt there was a need in that broad center. You know, our focus has very much been a broad center, maybe leaning a little bit right of center, but you know, but the aim is kind of the broad center and to be politically focused. So they felt that, uh, so there's a group of people that just come together and said, you know, how can we make this happen? Um, in terms of the business model, the business model really is, you know, uh, delivered eye on advertising. So um, obviously this was the plan COVID. So obviously uh, had an impact on, you know, the, uh, on let's call it the growth ramp. <laughs> so obviously it's uh, difficult for lots of people, uh, not just us. So we're trying to wrestle with those issues as we, as we have just launched and, and uh, we'll continue to probably wrestle with those issues for, for you know, the foreseeable future. But, um, but in the end of the day, um, we feel very much that uh, a big part of producing 
good content is really focus on the viewer and uh, and to engage with the viewer uh, and uh, be able to essentially essentially if we produce good content you know the growth will be there over time prepare to join the conversation and uh, we just uh, came off the on-ramp onto the highway so here we are can you talk about who some of those backers are behind the channel uh, most of us are just anonymous you know anonymous uh, donors if you will and that has just come to the table and said hey just we've they've been friends and uh, over the over the years and basically said hey we believe in what you uh you we we feel the same way that you guys you guys feel about this and uh we want to want to help you out so a uh, group of friends that are come together i think when people hear conservative or right of center there's an immediate comparison to the sun news network they think of Ezra Levant's rants. They think of a very in-your-face style of presentation. But that's not at all what the News Forum is about. You talked about tone. Tell me about your deliberate approach in how you wanted to deliver this. We spent a few months trying to, you know, on our website, on our About page, uh, you see basically six points that is a result of three months of intense branding. And that branding process was focused on one thing, who are we versus who we're not. And it wasn't really trying to identify who we're not as much as it was trying to identify and solidify who we are. And as much as that, those are guiding, uh, guiding uh, points for us in terms of how we approach story, how we approach issues, modeling civility, you know, you know, they're basic things. I, mean, I, I say it often that, you know, this is not a new idea. It's actually just an old idea that we just brought forward. If you go back you know, 20 years and 30 years, you know, or whatever in the news space, you would find more of a balanced representation, if you will, you know, uh, that had both, you know, lots of sides included. I'm not sure if you, we can you know, point entirely or exclusively to social media. But I think, you know, the, the rise of social media has really uh, polarized people in the sense that they take news rather than from a central source and then go and debate on the issues. They actually listen to mostly who they want to hear from and from the people that believe what they believe. So because of that, we're trying to actually swing that pendulum back to center because we feel it's important to engage. Personally, I just, you know, democracy is, is the most valuable thing that we have and we celebrate here in this country and in the Western world that are, you know, democracies. But, you know, it needs to be, it needs to be something that we appreciate the values of, the value of freedom of speech. You know, I know it's freedom of, you know, expression in Canada, but, but the freedom of expression, freedom of speech, freedom of uh, conscience, uh, freedom of assembly, you know, uh, Louis Brandeis, I, I think, said it uh, interestingly, I'm paraphrasing that, you know, when people freedom of conscience and freedom of speech and freedom of assembly, when they come together to deliberate issues, reason prevails. And I think that the, that's one of the things that we kind of strongly, and I, on a personal note, when I go and I engage with people with different opinions, uh, more times than not, I walk away from the table, I have to recalibrate my own opinion because they brought something value, a valuable point to the table I hadn't thought of. And I would be robbed of that uh, experience if I did go and sit at that table. And so we're just encouraging, um, encouraging people and Canadians in, in this space to get together and deliberate. 
and to make things better. Um, what motivates tone? I'll end it with this, but I'm saying what motivates tone to me, because that's something that we have wrestled a lot with. If you don't care about somebody, your tone may affect how you approach a subject. You know, I love my kids. So when we engage with them, you know, it's not to prove a point just that I'm right. It is to engage with them, to engage with them so that they can see something and uh, maybe look at things from a different perspective. How do I become a better neighbor to you? How do you become a better neighbor to me? And how do we make a better, a better community together? And some of the motivations is that none of us have all the answers, but we're never going to find them together if we don't engage in trying to seek them together. So we kind of saying not engaging in some of these tough issues, you're, we're not going to move the needle on anything. So isn't the thing, problems and challenges are not going to solve themselves. But we need to embrace that there are multiple opinions, values, and, and, uh, and expertise on different sides of the coin. We need to come, come together and see how do we make it better. It is refreshing to hear somebody talk about recalibration in this polarized climate. I've watched a little bit of most of the shows on offer ahead of this interview, and I have to say, for the most part, they are very middle of the road, as you say. But most of your hosts, they're not from the broadcast space. They were obviously chosen for their ideology, and some are well-known conservatives. I guess my question is, are there ideological extremes that might present themselves down the road? I certainly hope not, because, you know, as you can appreciate, we've had lots of opportunity to partner with various groups, and we have turned it down. I respect... I respect the fact that people have different opinions on different issues on both sides of the spectrum. They can be fairly polarized in their position and, and, and their approach. But at the same time, that doesn't mean that uh, we want to bring that into, you know, into our space either. We want to embrace you know, the principles, essentially, that we have spent a lot of time and focus and money and effort so, I mean, just simple things like, you know, just working with our hosts and talking to them about less of them. Obviously, to your point, you know, both Tanya and Tony, I mean, they came off politics. So, I mean, that, that's their background. And, and I get that. You know, when you're in politics and you're running for a campaign, you run campaigns to win. A lot of the narrative is us and them. I mean, you see it obviously in the U.S. space, you know, at an extreme level right now because we're in a political campaign. And it's us and them, you know what I mean? And there's no in-between. But I don't think that's where Canadians are. I think Canadians, more than not, really wanted to see how we make it better. Part of the approach, even though Tony may, obviously they all have their own personal opinions on something that may be, you know, more uh, conservative or less conservative or whatever. But in the end of the day, it, it's about the shows are about issues. So in that case, you're dealing with an issue is really bring the whole story out, not just part of the story. You know, sometimes there may be a situation where we feel that there's more to a story that's not really, you know, present in the, in the marketplace because uh, nobody may have cared to pick it up. But it's, it's never intentional from the sense of saying, hey, we're just going to stick to a lane and stay in that lane. In the you know form daily, for example, it's a straight up newsfeed. We just want to cover both sides of the story, internationally, domestically, and so on. So, but there are things that we feel that you know we don't need to spend a lot of time on. For example, other networks are spending 
covering, doing excellent coverage on, say, the fires in California. But we may find that there's other stories that, that are not getting a lot of coverage that the Canadians might be interested in. It. Who is the viewer that you want to draw in? A broad center. I don't know how else to describe that to you. As you pointed out, we have people on here that are have a conservative bent in who they are personally. I'm saying, so you are going to buy that alone, be hopefully attractive to people that are, you know, on the broad center to the right of the sun. You know what I mean? But for example, like we did a, I don't know if you've seen it, but Canadian Justice, we did a whole special on uh, John Turner, for example, on Tuesday. And, you know, it's great. You know, there was nobody right or center or anything like that. It was just basically celebrating, talking about his life and his impact on Canada and some of the things he did, you know, in his various roles in politics and so on and so forth and stuff like that. You know, I had some conservatives come to me and say, well, you know, I wouldn't have done that. I said, okay. <laughs> so, you know, I mean, we're, we're trying to celebrate. So, for example, we just did a, Tony did a long interview with Brian Mulroney. It was an excellent interview. I think we're scheduled to interview with uh, John Cartier uh, in the next uh, few weeks. Again, just talking about focus is, hey, how do we make Canada better, you know, during these really difficult times? You know, so where it's not so much basically picking up and saying, how do we slam somebody? I also encourage the host and people in terms of commenting for things like that. And I'll say, you know, if somebody does something good, I don't care what stripe, I don't care what hat they're wearing, you know, uh, let people know, you know what I mean? Just don't always be in opposition. We're not a political party. We're not a political platform. We're not trying to be a propaganda machine. You know, we're trying to be issue based and how to make it better for all Canadians. So, so that's, you know, so hopefully that will, you know, shine through more and more as we engage in difficult issues like, you know, KR took on the, you know, had the panel for, you know, the C10 bill, you know, in, in Quebec, for example, you know, on both sides of the coin, you know, of, the, of that bill. You know, my motivation is, you know, in, on these kind of shows, if, if the viewer walks away, and they're still talking about the issue an hour later, you know, with their spouse or their friends or, you know, or whatever, then I'm saying, well, then we're winning because people are engaging. To your point, I'm hoping that we can stay there, protect there. Uh, we hope to be a platform where voices of, of uh, reason and people with the values in, in terms of, you know, they want to come together respectfully, engage and try to make it better for all. I hope that the people that are in that space will run into them and, Hopefully, we'll be able to, you know, pull them onto the platform. We do have a federal election coming up. Was the launch of the station strategic ahead of that? And where, where do you see the news forums place in election coverage? Really, really wish I could give you a, 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 a intentional answer to that. We were very strategic about the launch. <laughs> but, you know, we were in the middle of COVID. It was kind of like launching nothing. We were supposed to launch back in April and basically COVID hit and everybody said, we're launching nothing. And we kind of are very thankful that we were able to, in the midst of COVID, still launch on various platforms and we're continuing to roll out. So I've kind of been very encouraged by that. Where do we fit in, in election coverage? You know, like we're not a political platform for people, for them to be an infomercial. That's not what we're about. We're issue based and and you'll find that anybody that comes off a platform they should go I, I would like to be interviewed and go on that platform i better be really focused on what i believe and what i want to present you know to the canadian viewer uh, on the issues that are important to me and i feel is important to them so in an election 
I would love to see things that are missing, uh, I feel, is more long-form interviews with candidates of all sides about where they stand on various issues and, and how they actually want to move it forward. More times than not, we get, you know, the Canadians, you know, it will be okay. We, we're going to improve the economy. Great. How? How do, we, how do we make that transition? So we want to be a platform where you can actually talk about it. So it's not about it of saying nobody believes in something or don't believe in it. It's basically saying, hey, let's put some, let's put some, meat, in, put some meat on that and, and see how do we actually get there. Mm-hmm. One of the issues that the Sun News Network had was its ability to reach its audience. It applied for and it failed to get mandatory carriage. You're obviously carried by Bell right now, but what are your expectations? Bell has given us wide decision and for, for which we're very thankful. And uh, we're applying basically for the same kind of carriage with all the BDUs in Canada. So we've done a deal with CSA. So these are the smaller BDUs in Canada. Access to audience obviously is important to us because you know we want that audience to continue to, to, continue to build. So you know as we now start to roll out, more and more people are coming to us every day and saying, we really like what we see. How can we support you? One thing that COVID gave us a little bit of an opportunity to do uh, by kind of locking down and, you know, filming stuff from home was that we, you know, we said, hey, some of our platforms, let's just, you know, let's put some videos out and, and see what they do with nothing. Uh, so they did a few, you know, low numbers of you on, you know, social media platforms. And I said, okay, well, let's let's spend a little bit of money and and kind of just boost it and see what happens. And it quickly went into you know thousands for uh, you know a couple of handfuls of videos that did extremely well. And there were good views. You know, there were people viewed percent, fifty percent or more of the videos, so they actually engage. It wasn't just a click and see you later. Uh, so we were very encouraged by that. The fact that you know when people engage, they kind of stay engaged and they come back. So, so the, the journey for us is really kind of just to build that viewer base one at a time and, and uh, keep on going. Is there a note you want to close on? I hope that when we engage you know, with the Canadian viewers on a broad basis, that they will see us as a platform where you can learn, where you can be inspired, and where you can engage in the conversation to make it better for all. Thank you so much for joining us. No problem. Thank you. Our thanks to Tora Stoutland. You can find out more about the new channel at thenewsforum.ca. For Broadcast Dialogue, the podcast, I'm Connie Thiessen. Thanks for listening to Broadcast Dialogue. For more information about the podcast or to receive exclusive access to our weekly briefing about the Canadian media industry, visit us at broadcastdialogue.com. Don't forget to like us on Facebook, connect with us on LinkedIn, and follow us on Twitter and SoundCloud. I'm Jeff Woods, and I'm shining a light on music and the rock stars who make it. He just was one of those people, he, he stood out. He was a magic guy. He really was a magic guy. All, we all have force. He had the same amount of force as we all had. This was before Led Zeppelin. Robert was full on. I mean, he was Led Zeppelin without the band behind him. He had the hair, the jeans, the whole thing, you know. And he was amazing. The Records and Rockstars podcast, heard around the world and yours to hear wherever you get podcasts. All the episodes from jeffwoodsradio.com.